This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, yes, hey there. Off and running on a Saturday morning, August 26th, I think. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Whole bunch to do on this Saturday morning as we take you up until noon. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You uh, can find me on Twitter, which I'm still calling it Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, and you can find me on TikTok at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, right here on your radio until noon. And uh, yeah, a little programming note in case you're saying, where's Dan Grassa? I'm holding out for Dan Grassa. Well, you're going to have to hold out for a little while because during the football season, I will be filling in for Dan on his Saturday show so he can get ready for Jets and Giants preseason action tonight. Our coverage gets underway 4 o'clock right here on 98.7 FM. I'm glad Dan gets some applause there. Um, so we'll be touching on that, of course. We will have to uh, get to the Yankees, whether I want to or not, this afternoon in the course of these next three hours. We'll have to touch on Shohei Otani. I will even do something I don't think many hosts are doing anymore at this point. I will, at some point, talk about the New York Mets. I know. It's a shocker. Nobody talks about the Mets. It's like that uh, Sebastian Maniscalco bit. I have Orangina. Nobody has Orangina. I will talk about the Mets, the Orangina of sports uh, talk show host topics these days. Did you know? This is crazy. And we'll do uh, what I learned on TikTok at uh, 1030 today. I did not include this one in what I learned on TikTok. Because I didn't learn it on TikTok. Did you know the Mets are still playing Major League Baseball games? Wow. This, they're, still, they're still they're rolling out there. Uh, it's crazy, I know. It feels like uh, they have been so far removed. It feels like in terms of the Mets schedule, this is like January. Like if you found out in January the Mets were still playing games, you'd be like, they are? That's kind of what it feels like. So we'll uh, touch I promise you I will get to the Mets and uh, at one point, they're not, we're not going to do three hours on Mets, obviously, but uh, Pete Alonzo's future. Oh, Pete Alonzo's future is one that has Met fans fired up. And uh, I think I will tackle it from the point of view of everyone, at least so far that I've heard, everyone is getting it wrong. But let's start off. And of course, we have Harvey and Joe along the way here as we take you up until noon. Guys, h- how are you feeling about the, the shift in the schedule here. No, Dan Grassa out, me in. How does that meet with your... Nobody asked for your approval, but how does that meet with your approval, if it does? I don't really like that I'm going to have to stink at what I learned on TikTok right. every single Saturday. I right. thought I could duck until, that. Until the, until the jet season is over. So for, what, 18 weeks at least I have right. to... Right, no, and, and this is the literal sense of the jet season being over. This is not the figure... You know, sometimes figuratively a season is over before it's actually... Like the Mets. Figuratively, the season's over. Literally, it's not actually over. So yeah, you have to, you have to stick it out until the jet season's over. And it could be... You, you, it better be longer than 18 weeks, right? Well, hopefully, you know, we're doing what I learned on TikTok the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Hopefully. Right, yeah. Let's hope so. Is it, is it okay with you, Harvey? The, how do you feel about this switch? I'll just say this. Mm-hmm. Because I've heard Dan Grosser all week and last week. Uh, over He's taking very busy. 
Very busy know. taking over for Dave Rothenberg. Mm-hmm. He's with Rick. He's with Ty. He's with Pat O'Keefe. Right. And now you're taking over for Dan here throughout the football season. I'll just say this. I'll just say two words. Uh-huh. Wally Pip. Wally Pip. That's really? all I got. Yep. All right. Wally Pip. So be careful out there, you know. Dan Grasso should be careful. Yeah. All right. And Dave, for that matter, too. Why Dave? Dave has nothing to do with this. He I might get replaced. I'm just well, saying, well, look, he's Wally vacation. Pip. He's not. He's not complaining vacation, about a headache or something like that. He's not taking himself out of the lineup, really. Everybody's allowed. This is not a baseball season. You're allowed some time off. You don't know. You don't know Very that. Oh, look at, for the kids out there, look up the story of Wally Pip. Okay. Good to know. All right. Well, let's start with the, the New York Jets, right? Because we got the Jets and the Giants tonight. Final uh, preseason game. You can hear it right here on 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Our coverage gets underway 4 o'clock with the aforementioned Dan Grassa. Uh, big story tonight is that we finally get to see Aaron Rodgers on the field. We get to see him, people. We've been waiting. Think about how long. I mean, in terms of if I asked you how long does it feel like the first time we mentioned Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, not before, not when they got him, but just like when we first, after last season ended and the, the talk was who are they going to get at quarterback, that process took a very long time to finally settle Aaron Rodgers is coming here. And then it took a really long time for the trade to actually happen. Tonight is the first night you get to see Aaron Rodgers on the field. It's a preseason game, but still something you have been waiting months to see. And tonight you finally get it. And this is not something that he has done in the past. In the past, he has not played in the preseason. He said uh, in the past that he didn't really see the benefit of getting out there for uh, one series, which leads people to believe it's going to be longer than one series that he plays tonight. But Jet fans are excited. Not all of them are on board with it, though, because obviously the other side of it is, what if, oh my God, what if Aaron Rodgers get it? What if something happens? And it, this is not just typical Jet fan negativity of looking for the worst case scenario. Jet fans have, have lived through preseason injuries to their quarterbacks, Mark Sanchez, uh, Zach Wilson, obviously last year, Chad Pennington back in the day. So I've heard a lot of talk over the last week since we found this, this information out that he's definitely going to play tonight. Why are they doing this? Why, why are they doing this? Why are they putting Aaron Rodgers out there behind a, a makeshift offensive line? Why are they doing this in the preseason? They're doing this for one reason. And the reasons that you've heard given are downright laughable. We'll get to some of those in a minute. The reason they're doing this is one reason. And it's crystal clear. You know this. Let's, let's just cut to the chase. Let's get cut to the bottom line. Let's, what does Stone Cold Steve Austin? That's the bottom line. Let's cut to the bottom line. They're doing this because this is what Aaron Rodgers wants. End of sentence. End of story. It has nothing to do. I heard Robert Sala talking about why they're doing that. I know that's another one. Jets coach Robert Sala decided to start. He did. All right, I'll play along. Yeah, okay, sure. Robert Sala went to Aaron Rodgers and said, you're playing in this preseason. Okay, sure. Uh Uh-huh. How much does that bridge cost? How much is that swampland? It looks fantastic. The reasons that. Robert Sala came up with 
Well, he's got he's got to step on. I don't want him to step on the field for the first time on September 11th. He's got to feel the grass underneath his feet. He's got to feel the grass underneath his feet. What? <laughs> I know that there's been a new turf put down at MetLife. I, I would think it's probably indistinguishable between other turf. Are there dead spots in the turf? Does he have to know where the dead spots are in the field? He's got to get under the lights of MetLife. He does? I would think at 39 years old, at this point, on an NFL field, it probably feels all the same. He's got new colors. He actually says he has new colors on. Are you telling me that Aaron Rodgers is such, uh, I mean, his, his level of preparation is so in-depth that the color that he's wearing of his jersey is going to, he has to alter his play in some way because the color of his jersey, wow, that is high-level stuff. And, and now that I think about it, he's wearing green. He's always worn green. He, I would think one green to another green, and they're pretty similar color greens. Wow, bro. The reason he is playing tonight is because Aaron Rodgers wants to play tonight. He feels like, for whatever reason, maybe it is partly he wants to shake off the rust in a series or two against the Giants' backups. I don't know. I think part of it probably, at least in part, is to kind of stick it to Green Bay. He never really played in the preseason there for the last, what, five or six years. Had not done it in a long time. And he wants to get, he wants to present, there's been, uh, narrative surrounding Aaron Rodgers that he has seemingly here since his time coming to the Jets has kind of wanted to knock down that he's standoffish. He doesn't talk to young players. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. He's a diva. And uh, it seems like he's gone about his business in a way to kind of show that those things aren't true. Or at least he doesn't feel those things are true about him. So playing in the preseason, he wants to do it. He's going to do it. End of story. And while it's the end of the story for tonight, just keep this in mind the next time something pops up. Like, why why are the Jets doing this? It's because, if it involves Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers wants to. The New York Jets have outsourced their offense to the four-time MVP, Aaron Rodgers. That's what they have done. They got through last year. They, They tried to fix this on their own. They did a terrible job of trying to fix it overall with the quarterback. So now, in a very bottom-line season, they have outsourced their offense to Aaron Rodgers. They were like a company that had one aspect of the company not working, so they brought in someone else to do it for them because they didn't didn't know how to to do it right. And, And when you make the deal for Aaron Rodgers, you know the deal with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers gets what he wants. You, you, when you bring in a star of that level, you are turning over control to some aspect to that person. Now, me personally, I don't think the risk is worth the reward of putting him out there just in case something went wrong. But Aaron Rodgers does, so that's what you got to, you know, you have to, you have to give way to the delicate genius that is now running the offense. Because you want him to get whatever he wants because at the end of the day, he's the one that's going to have to deal with the criticism if it doesn't go right. 
But this idea that you, you have to play him to get the rest off. So playing against the giant backups will get the rust off. What, what's been training camp? What, what are all these different things for? What are the workouts for or training camp or drills or joint practices? Now, do I think that Rogers is going to get hurt? No, probably not. He'll be fine. But I can guarantee you for all the people I've heard, no, you got to play him. You got to play him. You got to play him. If for any reason Rogers ever did get hurt, I can tell you right now, guaranteed you will never hear from any of those people ever again. Because if he ever did get hurt, the season's over. The season is over. With the Jets this year, it's a very bottom line kind of season. The only rule is it's got to work. So if this is what Rodgers thinks he needs, so be it. And as a non-Jet fan, I got to be honest, if it's one series, if it's two series, if it's three se- whatever it is, Tonight, it's going to be must-see TV or must-hear radio in our, in our sense because this is what you've been waiting for, at least a little, a little appetizer, or a little amoosh-boosh of NFL action with Aaron Rodgers as the Jets quarterback. 1-800-919-ESPN is the, radio, is the uh, telephone number. That's not the radio station. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, you, you are not going to believe this. But as it turns out, Not everybody believes in the Jets this year. And as it turns out, there's a a group that does not believe in the Jets and does not believe in the Giants this year. I, I know. I will identify who these haters are. And we'll call them out. Maybe not by name, but we'll point the finger in their direction. I'll tell you who that is coming up. We'll get your phone calls involved. one 800 919 ESPN is the telephone number 1-800-919-3776 Gordon Damer only here 98.7 FM ESPN New York now back to the Gordon Damer show on 98.7 ESPN oh yes people very bottom line kind of show that's what I'm about I'm about cutting through the noise and just getting to the things that we all already know like Aaron Rodgers is playing tonight because Aaron Rodgers said so. And that's the bottom line. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. But right now, it's time for a leaderboard update presented by Glenn Fittick. Don't know if you know, but it's the uh, Tour Championship, apparently. And uh, Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland are tied for the lead going into the day. What a leaderboard they got at this uh, Tour Championship, huh? Morikawa and Hovland, both 1,600. Scotty Scheffler's there, two shots back. Xander Shoffley, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy. Now, I can tell you that the, le- the leaders are, the, the scores are going to remain the same, I will bet, during the show, mainly because all of those guys don't tee off until like 2.30 this afternoon. But that is the leaderboard update. It's brought to you by Glenfiddich Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey, skillfully crafted, Enjoy responsibly. Glenn Fittick, single malt scotch whiskey, ABV, 40% alcohol by volume, 2023, imported by William Grant & Sons, New York, New York. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Before I uh, point out these haters in the crowd of the Jets, uh, the Jets season and the Giants season, Alex is on the uh, Jets bus, and he's on the way to the Jets game. Now, Alex, I am not sure if you are aware. You realize the game does not start until 6 p.m. tonight. P.m. 
Oh, baby, I'm pumped. Let's go. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 baby. We're going to rock the stadium tonight. We're going to see Aaron Rodgers in his debut. It's going to be a heck of a season. He needs to play tonight. He needs to shake that rust off. And don't for a minute think that the O-line is going to let them lay a finger on him today. Okay. We're going to rock the stadium tonight. Uh-huh. We're going to tailgate hard. There's uh-huh. going to be green and white all over the parking lots pregame. There's going to be green and white in the stands. We want to see this rock and roll offense. We want to see the defense. It's going to be number one this year. Okay. We want to see Devin Cook run the ball. We want to see some Down ball tonight. Okay. We want to see some garnet tonight. No. We're ready to rock. All right. Now, Alex, you are aware the game does not start until 6 p.m. Yeah, I'm, I'm up all night on game days. Okay. I can't get any sleep whatsoever. I'm pumped. I'm rocking. Even for preseason I'm games. Tail- Tailgate bus is ready to go. Hey, we, we got a preseason too, right? We got a preseason I, I guess, tailgate. Sure. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Oh, look, I, hopefully you enjoy the game tonight. Uh, now, do you, on the bus, do you bring people with you on the bus, or are you riding the bus solo to the game? Are you like no, the setup have- guy, or do people take yep. rides with you on the bus? I'm the setup guy, but I have okay. a few people on the bus that help right. out. And then uh, when we get there, we just roll it all out, ready to go, start barbecuing the steaks, gotcha. the trip scampi, the lobster. We do it right. All right. I mean, it sounds fantastic. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for the phone call. All right. Um, I would think myself, even if I were the biggest Jet fan of the world, and they're like, you want to go to the – we're all going to the game. You can ride with us to the game at you know, safe parking or whatever. You chip in a little bit for our park. What, what time are you going? We'll probably get there at like 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Game's at 6. But he's very fired up. Jet fans are. Rightfully so. You have you have been walking in the wilderness for like a decade here. So, of course, the optimism is going to be very high. Giant fans, their, their optimism is pretty high, too. When was the last time the optimism for both teams was this high? Well, it's a football season, so it probably and, – and look, football fans, sports fans of any sport, really, they can delude themselves into thinking things are a lot brighter than they are. But this time, it seems like there's, like, legitimate reason for, for optimism, right? Jet fans are optimistic because of the young talent and the addition of Aaron Rodgers. And Giant fans are optimistic based on, like, the actual results of last year. But as it turns out, not everyone is so sunny. Now, we have Joe – and Harvey working on the show, and it's perfect for these guys to combine their forces on this show. One's a Jet fan, one's a Giant fan. The Giants and the Jets are in one category. They are both, according to BetMGM, top three in betting unders for the season. The Jets' over-under is 9.5. The Giants' over-under is only 7.5. In terms of the amount of tickets bet this year, Giants are third most on uh, terms of betting unders. Most, the third most out of all the NFL teams, people are betting them as an under at nine and a half. And in terms of the money being bet, not the tickets, but the, the handle, as they say, the Giants are also third. The Giants, if the Giants only win seven games, wow, what a massive letdown that will be if the Giants only win seven games. I mean, last year, 
you, you felt like, hey, we're, I think Giant fans would agree, you've built a foundation here, right? You bring in a new GM, you bring in a new coach, and they get it done essentially with a lot of spare parts that were from the previous regime. They took those parts and, and did a better job than the previous regime, and coaching's essential. Now, I will say the Giants had a lot of things go right last year, and the NFL generally is littered with teams that one year surprise you, and then the next year they kind of revert back to to where they were. But as I've said before, there is no reason in the NFC this year that the Giants don't make the playoffs. No reason. I mean, you take a look at the the AFC. If the Jets didn't make the playoffs, not that it would be acceptable by any stretch of the imagination. People will riot because they haven't made the playoffs in so long. But there are a lot of good teams. There is a good team in the AFC this year, or at least a talented team in the AFC this year, that will not make the playoffs just because there's a lot of really good teams in the AFC. Finding one of those playoffs, they get snatched up pretty quickly. Just take a look at the AFC East alone, right? I mean, everybody's kind of writing off the Patriots. Patriots won eight games last year and, and had as about a bad a coaching situation, it seems like, on offense as you could have. So you would think that they're going to have a bit of an upgrade there, no? But how does that make you guys feel, hearing that the Jets and the Giants are among the most bet unders by NFL fans. That cannot make you feel, I don't know. I think if, the, if you're a Giant fan, it probably makes you feel fine because you want to be kind of under the radar. And the Giants, by I mean, with everything that's going on with the Jets, they almost have to be under the radar compared to the amount of coverage that the Jets have gotten this offseason. You never want to be the team that gets covered the most in the preseason because it always kind of seems like that once the season starts, things go, go haywire. For sure. I mean, my Giants won a playoff game and have the reigning coach of the year. Yeah. Yet, all one team on the other side of town has to do is get a four-time MVP, and mm-hmm. boom, hard knocks, knocks on See your that? door. See? You got cameras all over your face. There's there's a little bit of, um, I wouldn't say jealousy, but no. you, you, you resent it. You, you resent no. the coverage the Jets get, even though you don't really want that coverage. No, I'm totally fine being under the radar. Well, look, um, the Jet, I've already gone on record with two. And I think next week we will get more into what my my betting season bets are. I've given you two already, the Jets being one of them. Over nine and a half, the Jets have to win over nine and a half games. And for anybody who's, well, it's the Jets. I gave it to you last year. Jets over under was five and a half. I said they have to win more than five and a half games. And I think out of all the over-unders last year, they were the, the team – that hit uh, the first one. You got them the at very first over under fifteen and two. You got them right. I do. I, we ran an out. I have. I've started my own proprietary NFL algorithm. I, I, I hooked up with the Chat GPT. I got online, came up with my own algorithm, and I did. I ran the Jet season. We ran it a bunch of times. A lot of simulations, as they say, and um, it had the Jets. Originally sixteen and one, people said that's ridiculous. Or you, you were just hating. I don't know. I don't know how me pick how me having them sixteen and one is hating on them. I, I know what you're up to. What am I up to? I don't, I don't know. But people were very upset that I had them sixteen and one. So then we like like Michael Scott on the office. We crunched the numbers again, and uh, it came up with fifteen and two. And we've settled at the Jets at fifteen and two. Now Gordon, yeah, with. 
your algorithm being you, you seem like you're one of the only people on the Jets bandwagon besides Alex who's literally driving it to the stadium right now yeah. it feels like there's a hint of the nobody believes in us with the Jets am with I crazy the what who who do, I mean the, the amount look. of anti-jet stuff I've been seeing for the past like week from and who? a half from, from who from, from people fans? from people on ESPN on the website okay. from people it's, that sounds like a Bill Barnwell shot also, well, Barnwell was the first person on it. Right. Did but, you know that Bill Barnwell hosts the Bill Barnwell podcast? Uh, I heard that in the update. I did. I heard that, too. I thought that that's fitting for Bill Barnwell to host the Bill Barnwell podcast. It would, it would be almost weird if someone else hosted. I mean, I wouldn't mind if Herm Edwards hosted the Bill Barnwell show, but... That would be, that would be interesting. I'm just getting a little bit of a hint of a, nobody believes in us with the Jets, because... Because they were the popular pick mm-hmm. once they got Rodgers, right. I think sort of the preseason hype is worn off, mm-hmm. and it's kind of going the other way a little bit right now. The underdog. Well, well, look, here's, here, there's two things, and we'll get your phone calls here in a second. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. A, the, jet, the way the Jet fans, I know uh, Carlin was kind of uh, attacking Greeny in the course of the week. Jet fans, the optimistic Jet fan, they almost sound ridiculous because they've been optimistic. All Optimism is just their, their character trait. They're optimistic about everything. Anytime it, it, there's any reason for optimism. So after a while, it's like the, you have a buddy who dates a girl. And, and every time he dates a girl, oh, this is the one. This is the one. And then after a couple of weeks, it turns out she's not the one. And after a while, if the person tells you all the time, oh, this is the one, this is the one. What do you do? You roll your eyes when you hear they have no credibility because they're always optimistic. You understand it. They're a fan. Okay, that's great. The other thing, you really can't be upset at people doubting the Jets, especially not in the gambling conversation, because it's a pretty consistent thing. If you if you simply started your bankroll whenever the, the online gambling site started, I'm not sure what year that was. And, and you just had a philosophy, if your algorithm just had a philosophy of I'm betting against the Jets, you'd be doing pretty well. It's a pretty consistent, over the last, what, 12 years, whatever it is, it's, it's a pretty consistent thing. So you, can, you have to be able to, not that you agree with it, but you have to know where it's coming from, no? I, I think you have to. Well, that's the thing, right, is – that portion of either the betting community or just football fans in general, they're just waiting for the other shoe to drop with the Jets because they're the Jets. Right. And even Robert Sala said it, you know, we have to prove that we're not the same old Jets. And that's where I'm thinking this storyline is coming from is with all of the negative pushback that you could see as a Jet fan, just being what you said, Gordon, the just kind of, feeling around the Jets, which has been for, like, what, 15 years? That it's been they're a just while. Gonna, Feels gonna longer than over. that. Yeah. Well, look, but you have to also, and, and this is the key, you have to look at it. And history is a good, has been a good gauge up until now. But that's what people are banking it on is, is the history, right? The same old Jets. They're not basing it on the actual facts or the actual circumstances around this season. They're just saying – 
It's the Jets. It will always turn out that way. And it is, it, it does always turn out that way until it doesn't, right? Like the Red Sox, ah, they never beat the Yankees. And then 2004, they beat the Yankees. They win the World Series. So uh, I'm just saying, if you see, if you're a Jet fan and you're pumped up about the season and you see negativity here or there or anywhere, just realize uh, those, those people, there's a reason why. And, and their track record is probably a whole lot better than your track record has been. If you are any kind of Jet fan that has been optimistic really about anything here over the last decade or so. That's all I'm saying. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Yesterday, something very interesting happened in the NFL that will eventually, I don't know when, will eventually impact the New York Jets. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, it's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM ESPN New York. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We'll get to the phone calls in just a second, but we opened the show talking a lot of uh, Jets and Giants as we get closer to the season opening. And it's almost going to be like Christmas is delayed this year with uh, the Giants on Sunday night, the Jets on Monday night. It's like everybody's going to be opening their gifts on that first Sunday at 1 o'clock, and you're going to have to sit back and just wait. you got to wait a little bit longer, all this anticipation, and yet you have to wait a little bit longer. But something I thought very interesting happened in the NFL yesterday, and it will eventually, at some point, almost certainly, will uh, impact the Jets. And it was that Trey Lance, the former third pick in the NFL draft, was traded away by the 49ers, traded to the Cowboys, They got back a fourth-round pick. He was the third pick in the draft. And the Niners, if you remember, traded up to get him. They traded three first-round picks. They swapped their picks that year. And they traded two other first-round picks to Miami. All of that for Trey Lance to start a whopping total of four NFL games. In terms of the draft, in terms of trades that happened at the draft, you'd have to say... That has to be very high up in terms of the worst trades ever made in draft history. Not only because he was the third pick and started four games, the Dolphins turned those three picks into Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, and Bradley Chubb. And as if that was not bad enough, the next 11 picks... These are the next 11 picks in the draft. I'm not skipping anybody. I'm not saying, well, these guys were also available later. And, oh, there's a second round or a third. No, these are the next 11 picks directly after the Niners took Trey Lance. Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, Penny Sewell, who's helping with that uh, league-best offensive line in, in Detroit, J.C. Horn, who's been hurt quite a bit, but... Looks like he's going to be like a top 10 corner in the league. Patrick Sertan, who was already first team all pro. Devontae Smith, Justin Fields, Micah Parsons, Rashawn Slater, and Elijah Vera Tucker. I mean, wow. I mean, any, you could have, you, it's like the old line, you could throw a dart out a window and hit somebody, but you could have done anything after. I don't know who the, they, they were also talking about Mac Jones at the time. But you could have thrown a dart out a window. If they had known that they would have had uh, Brock Purdy and he would have turned out to be what they thought, 
any of those guys would have greatly improved the 40. I mean, that has to be one of the worst draft trades of all time. And it kind of gives you an idea because I know it's all happy-go-luck, shiny, happy people right now with the Jets and, you know, Zach Wilson. What are the takeaways and all this type of stuff from, from the preseason? At some point, the Jets are going to have to move on from Zach. Jack, Zach, we're not going to get two years of Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are then going to pick up the fifth-year option on Zach Wilson. So at some point, the Jets are going to, you would like to think, get at least something for him. And now, when we have those conversations, at least we can have a barometer of what you could possibly get for a guy taken very high up in the draft who has just not fired at all. And, and look, as bad as Zach Wilson has been, you'd have to say he's been better than Trey Lance. He's played more than four games. Trey Lance was an absolute bust. And going to Dallas... I don't know that there's many situations that I would like for Trey Lance after striking out with what seems like a very quarterback-friendly system out in San Francisco. If you told me he got traded to the Chiefs, maybe I might feel, or the Eagles. Going to the Cowboys, ah, I don't know, man. It, I would like to know, and maybe this is just my own biases, but it feels like if they wrote a book about players – untapping their potential with the Cowboys, it would be much more of a pamphlet than a book. It might just be like a a sheet of paper. It doesn't feel like there's been a long... Guy struck out here, there, and everywhere and then went to Dallas under that spotlight and all of a sudden took off. He was great. I don't know. doesn't feel like that. All right, 1-800-919. ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. All right, let's go to uh, the phone, shall we? Let's do it. Mark is in Mineola. Mark, you're next up on uh, the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, hey, Gordon, how's it going? I want to I'm talk good, to you about the Jets' expectations. Sure. So I bleed Jets green. Okay. I'm all over the Aaron Rodgers circus bus. We're going to the Super Bowl. I'm loving every minute of it. Okay, but there are two glaring weak spots. Okay. okay. One, the offensive line. Obviously. And two, the coach. I don't want to say he's a bad coach, but he is unproven. He has never had a winning record. Uh, as I'm sorry, he's never been to the playoffs as an NFL head coach, and that's what bothers me. Thanks for taking my call. All right, Mark. Well, uh, look, uh, thanks for making it. Uh, the offensive line, yes. Clearly that is that – if you're looking at the, how can this go wrong with the Jets, there's not that many areas where it really feels like it could go wrong. I mean, the defense seems like it's going to be one of, if not the best defense in the sport this year. Um, in terms of the skill position, I know Corey Davis retired. Maybe they look to, to fill that spot somewhere and get a little bit more depth. In ter- but in terms of skill position players, Jets seem like they're pretty good. So the offensive line, that is a work in progress. And, and, and it, it really feels like, given some of the people involved, uh, Dwayne Brown at 38, Mekhi Becton and his history, that's something we're going to have to monitor throughout the season. I don't feel like we're ever going to get a, to a point where we look at the Jets' offensive line and are like, that's solved. Woo! Oh, that's all. No big deal. So that one, it would concern me a little bit. The coach, you say, well, he's never been to the play. Well, he's only coached the Jets. Uh, I mean, it's not like he walked into uh, an ideal situation. That first year, there was no chance of really making the playoffs. It was, a, it was like a complete rebuild still at that time. And then last year, the quarterback play was just so bad, it was kind of tough to, to recover from. So you've outsourced the offense to the great Aaron Rodgers. And now for, for Robert Sala, and I can understand having some concerns, but now really 
he's still the head coach, but it's almost like his responsibilities have been reduced. It's like less on his plate so that he can focus on being the, the, the guy who oversees everything. And the defense is, is his specialty. I know he's not the defensive coordinator, but still, uh, the defense is something he can really zero in on, and that has to be the bread and butter of this Jets team for all the talk about the offense. The, the defense is really what you're hanging your hat on, or you hope to at least. So this is a big year. There's no question. There's a lot of things that are unforeseen in the course of, a, of an NFL season or any season for that matter. But if for any reason the Jets do not fire, it's not hard to see who the person is going to be on the firing line. It is going to be absolutely the head coach in Robert Sala. Uh, let's go to Ryan is in Pearl River. Ryan, next up on uh, the Gordon Dammer Show. Well, I'm actually not in the river, but I'm up in Rockland County. Okay. Uh, Gordon, great show, and um, your first name is Bob, yours middle name, so you got something going. All right. You. There we go. Didn't know and, that. Learned uh, something. You are cat- Robert Gordon, or you mm-hmm. are catching right now the overflow from other stations. I just want to let you know, so your uh, audience is big and inflated right now and getting bigger and bigger as I talk. Um, the thing with the uh, Jets, I mean, uh, listen, you got you, you got the quarterback you want. What else more can you want? You got to play out the season, and uh, then we'll see, you know the old saying is a cliche. We'll see what happens. But sometimes cliches have meanings to them. And uh, I'm not worried about Aaron Rodgers. I feel comfortable with him walking up to that line of scrimmage. I think he's better than any offensive coordinator. He'll pick things up, like the Milano blitz. He probably would have picked that up. Probably would have grabbed one of the running backs and thrown him over to the left side where Milano was coming from before the ball was snapped. So that, that kind of thing is an edge for the Jets. The offensive line, we always talk about that. It's, it's almost like we went – it's like a train. We went from the giant offensive line to the Jet offensive line. But listen – if those coaches don't have that thing down and they don't know what they have right now, then it's on the coaches and it's, it's their problem. And uh, quickly on the Yankees, listen, if they keep getting 40000 every single game, uh, Hal and, and Brian, would, they'll put little leaguers out there as long as you, you fill the joint. Any uh, follow-up score? All right, Ryan. Well, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I mean, the, those, those the, the people who ask, well, why are people still going to the Yankee games? Well, they bought the tickets already. You buy the tickets so far in advance that you, you thought that this season was going to be like a lot of the last seasons. Uh, you thought they were still going to be good. They were still going to be competitive. They're still going to be entertaining. So I don't, I'm not surprised that people are, are continuing to show up. Next year, I saw some story. I thought I think I saw a story in the post about ticket prices going up for next year. That's when you'll, you'll see maybe a little bit of a drop-off. Uh, in terms of the Jets, look, I've heard a lot of – Rogers talk and this thing and that thing. Um, it, it was clearly the best path forward for the Jets. When you find yourself in the situation that the Jets were in this offseason, where they knew they, ha- they could not roll it back out there again at quarterback with Zach Wilson, they found their best path forward in Aaron Rodgers. But make no mistake, it is a plan B. This was not the plan going in. So th- I think that there's a reason to have a kind of a healthy kind of skepticism um, about whether or not this is going to fire because this was not this was nobody's first choice, not even the Jets' first choice. It was the best choice based on where they were, but they kind of put themselves in that situation. And you said about the, well, it's on the coaching staff to, to, to coach up the offensive line. There has to be, if the offensive line is this Achilles heel that derails the Jets' season, to me, I'm sorry, that is not all on the coach. That is also on the GM. 
Joe Douglas has kind of sidestepped really any criticism because he drafted Sauce Gardner, he drafted uh, Brees Hall and, and Garrett Wilson, and, and that's great. It's great when you nail these picks. But the um, coming in the door, one of the first things that he had to fix as the GM was the offensive line, and he's tried every way he can. And if we, we're hoping it's fixed, <laughs> we're kind of crossing our fingers and holding them behind our back just hoping that it, it is fixed because – you, you think about ways that it can go wrong. It, you don't have to exactly be uh, the most creative person to see if the offensive line is not good, the jet season going sideways. That's uh, for sure. It is now time. I don't know if we have a sound effect for this or an open for this, but it is now time for the weekend weather presented by uh, Grand Marnier. And uh, for today, going to have a high of 86. It was raining a little bit earlier, but I think that's going to clear out. We'll get to a high of the mid-80s today. So I, I'm going actually to a, a picnic, a family picnic on Long Island. So uh, looking forward to that, and hopefully the weather holds up. And that's the weekend weather brought to you by Grand Marnier. It takes cocktails from ordinary to unforgettable. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your phone calls, Jets, Giants, football. Oh, so much to do as we take you up until noon. It's Gordon Damer. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. You know what? I did have a question. Have they made Jeopardy, the TV show Jeopardy, dumber? Have they dumbed down Jeopardy in like the last couple of years? The reason why I bring this up was I'm not a regular viewer. I know there's people that love Jeopardy and they watch it every single night. But I, was, I happened to stumble across it the other day and I was getting questions. I knew the answers right away. And they were not sports-related questions. Usually sports, I would do very, very well. Everything else under the sun, I would do very, very poorly. There were some times where the qu- I wouldn't even understand what they were asking me. <laughs> I, would, well, I would be like saying uh, the color blue, and the answer would be like refrigerator or something. You know, I would really be far off from the answer, like all-time off on, on questions. But have they dumbed it down? Do you guys watch Jeopardy at all? So my parents and my girlfriend's parents uh-huh. have it, like, taped and watch it religiously. Really? They tape it or they DVR? They, di- they well, DVR. They DVR it. Oh, okay. You, you know, know what I mean. Still date. Well, I, you know, I don't know. Is taped now an antiquated term for yeah, DVR? Yeah, I think it's antiquated. Nobody's so, taping anything anymore. Uh, all right. Well. It's like when people say that they're watching film when they're watching video. Right. You're not watching. Fi- you're not breaking out film on the NFL. Stop it. You're just watching YouTube. Very literal, huh? But have they dumbed it down? I think so. I don't yeah. watch it as regularly as they do, but uh-huh. I'm with you. I can get a couple of questions here and there that I would just more be resigned for the sports yeah. tiles. No, no I, I was getting like maybe I was a like Jeopardy here and there, but I was I, like Rain Man. I, I was getting all of them, and. Uh, there might not be any better evidence that they've dumbed it down than the fact that I was getting all of them. Maybe so it's your time one to of go two on things now. Is, yeah, one of two things has happened. Either they've dumbed it down or I have gotten smarter. And based on people in my life, I can tell you right now, I don't think it's the second one. People's opinions of, 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 of what that could – if we had a poll up right now, has Jeopardy dumbed it down or has Gordon gotten smarter, I don't think that I would have a lot of responses in that second column. I'll Now's your time you to right go now. on Celebrity Jeopardy. 
I think I'd do very if they keep it at the same level. I think it would do. I, maybe it's just that I'm old, so like I've lived through a lot of the things. Because there were times watching that Jeopardy, man, I was I didn't even know what they were asking me. And that final Jeopardy, I would not be risking much. There's you your retirement plan right there. Maybe you never know. I might be like uh, White Man Can't Jump. Uh, what was uh, Rosie Perez's character? And I know everything. What is a quince? I, I was amazing on that last. Uh, what was it? Two nights ago. One eight hundred nine one nine. ESPN is a telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Maybe to boost ratings, they should just have like a dumb day on Jeopardy. No, like you just tune in one day for all the dumb answers, and you you walk away. Oh my god! Like be such a boost of self esteem. I would have gotten like five thousand dollars on Jeopardy. I feel so good. Now you don't tell people that it's dumbed down day because that kind of that spoils the surprise. But I'm just looking to help out other people. I bring people together. That's what I do. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Coming up more on the Jets and Giants. Some point we're gonna have to talk about the Yankees. Some point we'll put it off for now. Let's let's not start the day off on the wrong foot, right? Let's let's let's. The optimism of football and Jets and Jets. Let's ride it as long as we can, people. We'll do it next right here. Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.